slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today. Big win for the Islanders. They downed the Boston Bruins 4-3 to in overtime on a breakaway goal by Casey Sezikis. The series is even. We're going to break it all down for you, tell you how the Islanders did it and what it means going forward in this series. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to the lock, to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. Wow, uh, what a game for the New York Islanders. They find a way to get it done, and I'll tell you, this series right now is going to be a battle. And this win was critical for the New York Islanders and their confidence. We're going to talk about everything. Uh, How the Islanders took the lead, how they managed to uh, win it, some of the things they did well, some of the things they needed to work on, and of course the goaltending of Simeon Varlamov, who did end up getting the start as I predicted. So, If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I'm live tweeting during every Islanders game. So, the Islanders accomplish the mission they set out to accomplish when this series started. And that mission is to earn a split as the road team in Boston. They didn't do it the easy way, and they managed to find a way in overtime to win this game 4-3. It was an exciting, well-played hockey game, really by both teams, if you want to break it down. And... Let's start with, to me, what is the underlying story of this game, if you're the New York Islanders, and that is resiliency. This Islanders team is resilient, and why are they resilient? Because they are so well coached. This team knows exactly what they need to do to be successful, and they are very good at 
taking some of those negative thoughts and putting them out of their mind and continuing to grind away and play their game with the knowledge that if they keep doing that, good things will happen. And that's exactly what happened in this game. And you look at the game and the resiliency of the Islanders. First shot on goal of the contest. Boston takes a 1-0 lead. Charlie Coyle's goal. Great individual effort by Coyle. And, you know, for the third time in three playoff starts, Varlamov gives up an early goal. And you're just, you know, you could hear... uh, Islander fans, and you saw it on Twitter also, Islander fans saying, oh no, here we go again. But the Islanders, even though they had a very rough first period, outshot 15-6, outplayed thoroughly until the last few minutes of the period, they stuck to their guns. And in the second period, they score three goals, take the lead, and two of those goals are on the power play. And, you know, they were Islander-style goals. What do I mean? They weren't necessarily pretty. The Josh Bailey goal really was a pass that deflected off a defender in front. Kyle Palmieri kind of stuffed it in from the side of the net. These were not highlight real kinds of goals. But they were goals that were set up by hard work by effort, by hustle, by desire. And those are some of the qualities that this Islanders team brings to the table game in and game out under Barry Trotz. So again, resiliency. The Islanders are up three to one. You get to the midway part of the third period and you get a goal by Bergeron. Then you get the too many men penalty on the Islanders, and you get a goal by Brad Marchand, and with little less than five minutes left, that three-to-one lead that the Islanders were clinging to, that they were holding on for dear life to try to preserve, that lead is gone. And yet, they hang on, they reach overtime, and, you know, the amazing thing is, as far as shots on goal were concerned, after the Bruins tied the game, the Islanders sort of Instead of getting discouraged, instead of hanging their heads in shame and saying, oh man, we blew this, they stuck to their strategy, they regrouped, they had more chances late in the game and throughout most of overtime than the Bruins did, and you know, you get to overtime, Al Arbor, Islanders Hall of Fame coach, uh, used to say, who's going to be the hero? That was what uh, Kenny Morrow told me when I interviewed him uh, for my book, and yeah, right now, who was the hero? Casey Sezikis. Overtime, breakaway, took the puck at center ice, realized he had the opportunity, and did not make a mistake. Sezikis beats Tuka Rask, and it's bedlam on the Islanders' bench as they win the game 4-3. to And what does this mean? I'll tell you something. If the Islanders lost this game and were down two to nothing, especially after having that three to one lead and having it disappear, they would have really, it would have been a big challenge for this team to overcome that. But they showed their resiliency and they got the job done. And 
now the series is all even at one, and we're coming back to the Nassau Coliseum, and, and guess what? There's going to be a lot more fans in that building, and the old barn is going to be rocking. So, big win for the New York Islanders. They do it in Islanders fashion. Smart hockey most of the game. Struggles offensively, but the goals come on hard work and desire from in close. And at the end of the day, the Islanders earn a hard-fought victory, a satisfying victory, and they head back to Nassau all even at 1-1. One and one. We're going to talk about the goaltending in this game, plus some of the things the Islanders did well. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about, all coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. I think you know I'm a hockey person, but I am not a car person. So for me, it's always difficult to walk into the auto shop and and ask questions and wait while the counter person orders the parts on his or her computer using only the parts that are in his or her warehouse. Well, now you have access to computers who can access rockauto.com both on your phone and on your laptop. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So let's talk about the goaltending and the defense because these are two things that the Islanders did very well in this game. And we talked a little bit about the decision to start Simeon Varlamov over Ilya Sorokin. I did tweet out that I and say on the show, I thought that's what Barry Trotz was going to do. He prefers to go with the experienced players. And it turned out to be a decision that worked, even though, once again, Varlamov gave up for the third time in three playoff appearances. He gave up a goal very early in the game 
uh, I think it, all three of them have been on the first shot. One of them might have been on the second shot. But again, he's got to be a little bit better prepared for the start of games. But after that, Varlamov settled down. None of the goals were soft goals or goals that he really should have had. And he ends up making 39 saves when facing 42 shots. And some of them, you know, some mad scrambles in front of that Islanders goal. And Varlamov kept his cool, managed to smother the puck, make the stop when he needed to, and kept the Islanders ahead for a long time and in this game and gave them a chance to win, which they obviously eventually did. So now, because of this, the Islanders have a wealth of riches to choose from. You've got two goalies in Varlamov and Sorokin, who you now know, both of them, uh, are capable of playing well enough to win for you and steal a game in the playoffs. And that's exactly what Varley did in this one. You know that Sorokin did it several times in the Penguin series, and it bodes well for the New York Islanders to have both goalies sharp, ready to play, and ride that hot hand, whichever one of the two it may be. Right now, Simeon Varlamov has reclaimed the number one goaltending position, and although I'm sure uh, no official announcement will be made, Varley is almost certain to get the start in Game 3 at the Nassau Coliseum. Now, one other thing that you have to notice if you look at this shot chart, the Islanders' defense did a much better job in Game 2 of keeping the Bruins away from those high-traffic areas in front of the Islanders' goal, where the Islanders, on the other hand, did an excellent job of getting scoring opportunities from in close. Boston had more shots on goal in this game than the Islanders did, but at the same time, uh, the Islanders had more chances from the danger areas. And again, you look at where those goals came from. You had one that was scored from the side of the net. You had one for the Islanders that was on a breakaway and two that were from, the, one was in between the circles, one was in the face-off circle. Whereas, you know, Boston, their three goals, only one of them from the high traffic areas. And maybe they had five or six really, really dangerous shots on goal that were really close to the Islanders' net. The other thing the Islanders did, early in the game, their forecheck was nowhere. And Boston really had an easy time in the first period, especially getting out of their own zone. But the Islanders adjusted, and what they did, they really clogged up center ice. And by clogging up the neutral zone, they were able to prevent Boston from entering the Islanders' zone with speed, and the Islanders set up their own offense that way by forcing turnovers and by making it hard for the Bruins to operate. Now, those two facets were absolutely huge for the Islanders in this game. The other thing that was really big, and we talked about this on yesterday's show, and we talked about this on uh, the weekend show when we previewed the series, the, the special teams came up big. Two of the three 
uh, Islander goals in regulation were scored on the power play, and the power play really did a good job of moving the puck, especially on the Pajot goal, where you had a beautiful pass by Anthony Bavillier and uh, a good pass by Barzal to Bavillier, Bavillier to Pajot, and Pajot had the easy tap in on that one. So the the Islanders getting more movement on this power play and coming up big. And we talked about how important the power play would be for the Islanders. Well, uh, they got it done in this game. And look, there is no way the Islanders win this contest without the strong play of their power play. You always talk about hits when you're talking about the New York Islanders. They did out-hit the Bruins, albeit only by one, 48-47. But one player uh, really stands out in the hit department, and that is Cal Clutterbuck. He was on ice for 17 minutes, 55 seconds, 10 hits for Cal Clutterbuck. Look, this is a physical series, and the Islanders have to match the Bruins' physicality if they hope to stay in this one, not be pushed around, and win hockey games, and they were able to do it. You know, this game, game two, was a very even kind of a game, and as a result, it it could have gone either way. Both teams had their chances, but the Islanders were able to escape with the win, and now the series is even at one game apiece. When we come back, we'll take a little look ahead at Game 3. We'll talk a little bit more about Game 2, and we have our Islanders' birthday of the day. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. We also have the Belmont Stakes taking place this weekend right near the Islanders' future home. We've got the NBA and NHL playoffs. And look, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next faceoff, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams go on their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and this one Uh, A very happy 41st birthday to former Islanders winger Matthias Wienhandel. The native of Sweden was drafted in the third round by the Islanders back in 1999. Came over to North America in 2002 to join the Islanders organization and split that season between Bridgeport and Long Island. Also was with the Islanders for the next two NHL seasons before playing for the Minnesota Wild and finishing his career in the KHL and the Swedish Elite League. Wienhandel played in 182 NHL games, 19 goals, 56 points, and five playoff games, uh, all of them with the Islanders 
as well. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders, February 27th, 2004, at the HSBC Arena in Buffalo. Islanders and Sabres, Rick DiPietro, the goalie for the Isles, Martin Biran, a future Islander, uh, in the net for Buffalo. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Marius Tchaikovsky, his 23rd from Matthias Wienhandel and Oleg Kavasha at 14.02 of the first period. 1-0 Islanders after one. In the second period, the uh, the Sabres, rather, evened it up. Chris Drury, his 14th from Taylor Pyatt and J.P. Dumont, and the game was tied at one. But the Islanders got the lead back. Roman Hammerlick, his third from Eric Manlow and Dave Scatcher at 13.01 of the second period. And then, three and a half minutes later, Matthias Wienhandel, his seventh from Yanni Ninema and Oleg Kavasha at 16.45. That was a power play goal with Taylor Pyatt in the box. Islanders are up 3-1. to one. A goal by J.P. Dumont late in the period. Also a power play goal with Jason Blake in the box, made it 3-2. But in the third, Oleg Kavasha closes out the scoring for the Islanders. Kenny Janssen and Marius Tchaikovsky with the assist. Islanders skate away with a 4-2 win for Wienhandel, our Islanders' birthday of the day. One goal, one assist in this contest. He scored on his only shot on goal of the game. Rick DiPietro, 42 saves in this one to get the win for the Islanders. So... Uh, a very happy 41st birthday and many more for former Islanders winger Matthias Wienhandel. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Wow. Islanders accomplish what they set out to accomplish, winning game number two and getting the split that they so badly wanted. And, you know, I think had the Islanders lost this game, they were in danger of uh, of being swept or being at least overwhelmed uh, in some ways in this series because this game, they really did play a lot better, especially after the first, let's say, 15 minutes of this game where, you know, for the first 15 minutes, this was Bruins hockey. After that, it was more of an Islanders-style game. And these two teams play similar uh, you know, styles of hockey. This is going to be a long, tough, drawn-out series. And it's going to go at least six games, in my opinion, maybe even the full seven, which was my initial prediction. As far as what the Islanders need to do well, uh, need to do a little bit better. Still waiting for Matthew Barzal to score a goal. He had a beautiful breakaway chance, which he shot high and wide. Jordan Eberle had a strong game in this one, but couldn't quite finish a lot of times. If that line can just get going, if if you can get Barzal and Eberle to score, this team is dangerous because you've got four lines that are capable of getting the job done and putting the puck in the net if they need it. Defensively, um, you know, struggles at times with the defense, but overall, uh, positionally sound, and the Islanders have to keep the Bruins on the perimeter like they did for large portions of this game. That is why they were able to have a chance to get the win. As far as unsung heroes are concerned, I got to go with J.G. Pajot. 
I can go with Scott Mayfield, who I think had a quality performance in this one. And Andy Green, who, again, you know, Andy Green isn't going to show up on the box score. He is not going to be, you know, the guy who uh, scored the game-winning goal or made the memorable open ice hit that changed the course of the game. But boy, oh boy, did Andy Green in the 23 minutes that he was on the ice. He blocked a shot. He just made a lot of little subtle passes and checks and defensive plays that got the job done. And as for Mayfield, how about this for Scotty Mayfield? Seven blocked shots in this game in the 27 minutes he was on the ice. That led all Islanders players. Game three, a pivotal one. Always odd-numbered games in an even, you know, tied-up series are important. And for the Islanders, now that they have the home ice advantage, they want to keep it. They'll have the last change. And it should be a very interesting game three coming up Thursday night at uh, 7.30 p.m. And that one, again, is going to be on uh, NBCSN. So we will talk more about that game and break everything down for you coming up starting tomorrow. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Big win for the Isles. Casey Sezikis, the hero in OT. Series even at one. Great news for the Islanders and their fans. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.